So I Married a Cinephile uses clips, quotes, and songs in fair use as commentary for movie review, with no intention for monetary profit or gain. So please don't sue us. We're just having fun. Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> speaking up a little bit because we're recording at home we're recording at home because anchor no longer has a studio <laughs> space great <laughs> yes so here we are we're back oh my gosh back after like three months off no not three months not three it's months. probably like a month and a half Feels longer than that something like we've that. been very busy right important yes megan, very busy megan important. finished up her campaign for her short film which got funded woo um and uh yeah you've just, been training for the marathon i've been training the for the marathon yes so that's good i hope i can run tomorrow because my me. it band has been acting up <laughs> yes and uh as part of us coming back we wanted to bring back one of our most special and most amazing guests ever jordan jacobs yes. <laughs> welcome back uh you may remember he was with us for mary poppins returns and just right. like mary poppins he, he has, has returned, returned. <laughs> to help help the little Banks Jane children. and Michael wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> with our midlife crisis. <laughs> I buy that. Except okay. that my yeah, wife I, has you, not died right. from cancer. No, no, she didn't die from cancer. Well, she died I don't from. Think they expressly said cancer. No. We remember how I feel about this movie. We can't. We can't even go here. Open that back up again. Can't do it again. No, it's not going to work. Oh. Uh, so yeah. So Jordan, what's something you're excited about for uh, for this coming week? Fall temps, baby. Yeah. yeah. We can finally like. I watched Sleepy Hollow last night. Ooh. I lit the fall candles. Yes. I made soup. <laughs> I made soup. <laughs> I, I caved and bought pumpkin spice cookies from Trader Joe's. I think that was my first step or foray into the fall season. Because I bought pumpkin spice the the morning it was available. Yeah, I, got I got pumpkin furious. spice latte from <laughs> Starbucks. Trader Joe's literally memory. has like pumpkin spice. Toilet paper, right? Yeah. It's like literally everything. It's a psychotic. Pumpkin spice. <laughs> That's actually an That's amazing, amazing idea. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I buy it. Yeah. <laughs> totally buy it. It feels like autumn leaves. My asshole can smell like nutmeg. I'm fine with that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, what am I excited about this week? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm rehearsing for the cabaret at 54 Below. Yeah. And? Wait, what else am I supposed to be excited for this week? The 20th is a big day. Oh, it's our uh, five-year anniversary. Oh, I was like, oh, that's payday. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the day we get paid at Row House. Right. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Five years married. Five years married, five years before that, so ten so years. So like ten and a half, ten point five. Ten-ish, yes. Yeah. Wow. Here we are. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. I guess I'm also excited for that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so sorry. I'm so glad. <laughs> You're like, I'm uh, singing in a cabaret. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't How know. I get to work from home two days I, a week? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just tell them that I have to work from home and then I call it good. Um, I'm excited for our anniversary. Uh, good. Because I got you an amazing gift. <gasps> He all, okay, oh, here's the thing. There's always one. For Christmas, <laughs> I kick ass at gift giving. Oh, okay. I'm amazing at gift giving for Christmas. Yeah. Ben kicks my ass for birthdays and anniversaries. Mm. And I feel like it's never fair. And it makes me furious. Mm -hmm. Good one. It's already here. Okay, so, so it's not a trip. Around. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not checking that one off. anywhere. Okay, Do it's not, not another dog. Don't pack a suitcase. Unless it was hiding somewhere and you've done a very good job of training it to it be in quiet. A box and feeding it <laughs> right. quietly. Hours. Oh, God. Um, yeah, that's what I'm excited for. And so, uh, so for this week, speaking of things that you're not excited, how do we segue into this one? I mean, we've come back from a long break. Oh, there you so go. So, speaking of coming back. And facing your trauma. Sure. Yeah. Hashtag what? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back from a long break, seeing a violent hate crime. Right there you go. Right off the yeah. bat. Yeah. We, we watched. Hi, Georgie. It's it. chapter two. Chapter dose. So this is a little bit different. When we 
reviewed the first chapter. We also watched the first half of the 90s miniseries, okay. but we didn't do that for this one. And I'm kind of bummed because I after seeing watch it now, you know, after seeing this, right. going back, okay, 20, pause the recording. Let's get it out. Going okay. back, <laughs> going back 30 years. Interestingly enough, going back 30 years to watch the original adaptation from book to television would be very disappointing for right. you. Right. You, have you seen it? Have you seen the TV miniseries? With no, I remember it being... No, no, I've yeah, never like, seen it. What's I, your experience like with yeah. it leading up to this point? Stephen King's It, like, so you've seen what chapter do you one. know? Um, well, I go into Barnes & Noble and I pick up the book a lot and I'm like, oh, this is heavy. Like, I can't buy Two, this. So, like 1,200 pages. Um, I yeah. keep saying I'm going to read it and then I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember the the miniseries being on and like watching clips of it and like the storm drain shenanigans mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. other than that no, nothing yeah, I've seen that's... the first one like three times I love the part one yeah it's amazing part one is awesome it's um, very well done it has its flaws but I feel like the, the way I've described it is like the Goonies meets like a Nightmare on Elm Street sort of 80s horror yeah. movie in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, and I feel like right now that's such a popular thing between like Stranger Things, this, Stranger Things, Glow, American like, Horror Story 1984 horror, is coming out, right. Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out. That's so the right. 80s are big. Right all of now. the clothes in Urban Outfitters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all of it. Which like, also that hemp necklace thing came back. The weird, not hemp necklace, but the weird like henna, plastic henna necklace thing that's the choker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That do was you, like... Do you feel like when people just run out of just, ideas, they just, like, they just, go, they just back. go back to a decade that was relatively popular? What, right. <laughs> right. Not the 60s, because there was, like, Vietnam and all that stuff. I, like, let's know, not do this. I'm 60s. sure there was maybe a good shawl in there Woodstock, somewhere. Woodstock that was in there, back. but they couldn't even bring Woodstock back. Like, Woodstock, they couldn't even yeah. bring Woodstock back mm-hmm. for a 50-year anniversary. Yeah. No. Um, At anyway, any rate. Back to the movie. So, you've seen Chapter 1 multiple times. Mm-hmm. I have grown up with the book I, I think I read the whole thing when I was 12 it was okay. one of those books wait that I, you read this you read yes. this book when you were yes. 12 years old yes that's terrifying I saw the miniseries when I was 9 scared the shit out of me so of like, course you picked up the book yes so I would sneak <laughs> to the Salem Public Library and stay there for like 2 hours at a time and read like 100 pages and then just so no one would get suspicious because I didn't want my mom and dad to know that I was off reading Stephen King books that so, is so intense. Yeah, so yeah. I went and read that. Like, I, I don't know if I understood half of it, because it it's a very, like, mature piece of yeah. fiction. Sure. Um, it's, again, like, 1,200 pages long. So there's a lot to it. This movie, this particular chapter was three hours long. I'm glad it was three hours long, because they wanted to pack a lot into it. That being said, I don't think it needed to be three hours long after right. what I saw. Um, but, yeah, this is probably my favorite novel like the story is very near and dear to me it is a cocaine fueled mess because Stephen King was on a lot of drugs when he wrote it oh. he, he had some oh. serious he had some That's substance confusing. abuse problems he had some substance abuse problems alcohol problems very early on in his career oh. so when you read a lot of this stuff you're like whoa okay so you you kind of reached to like macroverse Went outer limits really dark giant places. turtle who vomited up the universe kind of story yes yeah like so and like shit. my relationship to this actually has just been through you not because i necessarily wanted to associate (laughs) myself with it or anything in regards to it but it's just it's been around me so much that it's just kind of it's it's worn on me and grown on me at the same time it's a good story and i think that's why i keep going back to it yeah and you will always be listening to the audiobook audiobook. and coming back to it and so i just kind of it's sort of morphed into my life but now it's like now i love the first movie as well the the first miniseries is so awful in an amazing way. In an amazing way. It's it's actually Jonathan Brandis is in it who was who did a lot of like nineties TV, who's like a sort of a teen bot star. Sure. Um so the the first half of the miniseries with the kids is actually really good because yeah. once you lose the children aspect and go into the second half, you kinda of lose something magical about it. It's yeah. it's less interesting dealing with the adults, as is this one to a certain extent. But anyway. I have a lot. I have a lot to say. Right. So I say we just jump in. Now, normally, this is something that you and I talked about. Normally, we would go through the plot of the entire movie and talk about our thoughts throughout the whole fucking thing. Okay. Yeah. Two hours later. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But A, that's insanity for this movie in particular. And B, we found out it just ended up being more of like a, let's tell you what's in the movie versus actually 
is saying why we think people should or should not watch a movie or what we think about it. Well, totally. that being said, there's probably going to be spoilers in yeah, here. Yeah, I would say, like, let's save a couple of spoilers. We haven't talked about what we're saving, so I'll just, like, <laughs> wink at both of you to right. say, let's not say that, I okay. guess. But, yeah. okay. but I think, like, well, let's talk suppose. about the plot, but let's not necessarily have to feel like we're <clears throat> stuck with the plot. We'll talk about it, but I'm more interested in hearing about everybody's opinion yeah, great. of the movie versus just going from top to tails. Whew. So, in one word, if you can, what did you think of this movie? In one word, okay. I would say... Yes. Science fiction? <laughs> With the question, question mark? mark? <laughs> Didn't see it going there. <laughs> I'd have to say delightful. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, could you make that grunt a little louder for the mic for me? The more I think about this movie the more the more questions I have because when the movie finished you said that was perfect why did anybody have any problems with it and I was like yeah I think it's perfect and then two days later he's like actually the more I think about it yeah like once I distance myself and and the the argument that I made it was like it's like being on a roller coaster while you're experiencing it you're having a great time and you get off the ride and you're like oh my god that was so much fun let's do it again and then the effect kind of wears off and no pun intended, the carnival closes up, it goes away until next year, and then you get back on the same ride, and you're like, oh, I, I, know, it's, I know it's coming. It's still thrilling, but not, not as. So I think, uh, I don't know, one word, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do one okay, word. Okay, I'll give you this. one and a half, two words. <laughs> okay. I wanted more. I wanted more. Okay, okay. And in that, I wanted something deeper. So just to real quick sum up for this movie, what it is, it's the second part of yes. It. We are coming back to Derry after all the kids think that they've killed It, but they've made a blood pact with each other, saying if It, a.k.a. Pennywise, a.k.a. Scary-ass Clown, comes back, we all have to come back together because clearly we are the only thing in the universe that can fight and possibly defeat this clown. Right. Sound good? Great. Let's cut our hands with glass and shake on it. So then they, they get a call... From is Mike. Thank you, Mike. Mike. Uh, the old Spice guy. The old Spice guy. Oh my God. Remember the old Old Spice house before Terry Crews? No. Re- oh, so you gotta look him up now. Mike. Anything is possible when your man smells like Old Spice and not a lady. I'm on a horse. <laughs> yeah. So he, he used to be the Old Spice guy. He would talk like this. He would say things very fast. Ladies, oh. are you listening? Hello. Good. I'm glad you are. <laughs> my hands full of diamonds. You know that kind of like they're just silly ass commercials. So I'm Old like, Spice oh, my, guy is, the, is the Old Spice guy. Great. <laughs> he sees and finds out that it has come back. Yes. Because they're hearing about these different things that are happening, such as partially eaten or decapitated but also bodies. The opening, which I would love to hear your opinion. Right. About. Yes. So that incident happens, which calls everybody back to fight the clown. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the synopsis of this movie in a nutshell. Essentially. So <clears throat> you're you had very strong thoughts about the very beginning of the movie. Yes. Was it because of the, the of the opening? Well, okay, the whole movie is so melodramatic and stylistic, and even in the scenes where adult bad things are happening, like, let me also clarify that this is one of those movies, it's kind of like when you watch Big Little Eyes and you're like, Reese Witherspoon, Renata, Bonnie, and Nicole Kidman, like, I can't remember all of their characters' names. (laughs) So throughout this conversation, I will be saying... Jessica Chastain, sure. Bill Hader, boy who's a germaphobe, Pennywise the Clown, <laughs> and the guy who, like, killed himself in the bathtub. Yes, exactly. Um, spoilers. <laughs> oh, that happened 30 so years early in the yeah, movie. That's, that's, um, who cares? It was even in the trailer, so. <sighs> yeah. Um, also, why did he kill himself? Anyway, we'll go back. Yes. So, so the, the beginning, I... The, all of the, the real violence, the non-Pennywise-y violence, is so stylized and choreographed so the the hate crime felt so tonally inappropriate to the rest of the movie i agree it was so gratuitously violent it was so shocking and it took me um also i'm gay (laughs) (laughs) just so we're clear it took me a hot second to like resettle after that yeah Even after Pennywise came in and was like, I'm going to eat him. Like, right. and yeah, being yeah, creepy, yeah. I, like, still, it was, like, so 
because it's like everything leading up to that was not Pennywise. Right. Like that was just small town, small mindedness creating violence. And I, dairy specifically. But specifically yes. dairy, yeah. I was also with my roommate, shout out Ashton, when we watched it. And I think we both thought when we were watching it, oh, we're just like normalizing the gay couple walking through the carnival. And then it spiraled into something like totally <laughs> different. Violent, yeah. But I, I, I don't understand why that triggered the return of Pennywise. Like mm-hmm. that narrative line isn't clear to me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I hadn't thought about it that way. That it's like, oh, people are being violent. I guess now is as good a time as any to come back. Or was it just that it was X amount of time later? I don't know. It, it was X amount of time later, number one. Referring to the novel a little bit. It was X amount of time later. Pennywise had already returned, if my memory serves. Derry in itself, right? and this is described in the book, Mike's dad says that Derry is a place where evil sort of just thrives. Bad seeds just tend to flourish. And everyone who lives in Derry more or less knows about the cycle of killings every 30 years. They're more or less aware of the existence of this force. Pennywise is attracted to those kinds of acts of violence, those those evil things. And so when they when they arise, he more or less shows up. Okay. I don't it's not clear whether he's the cause. Because I know that again, they said in the original movie mm-hmm. and in the book and everything that it's like every twenty seven years, yeah. which is interesting that that's and also Saturn's never, return. Yeah. Uh every twenty seven yeah, yeah, every twenty seven years it comes back to yes. feed. For an undisclosed amount of time. Okay, science fiction, I'm telling you right, again. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. There's, there's a lot of, like, sort of, uh, you can you can pull from other science fiction writers, like, I think, H.G. Uh, Wells or H.P. Lovecraft, I think had an influence on King when he grew up, because he actually he actually set the first uh, story in the 50s. And I, f- I feel like that's important to remember. Mm. There's a lot of aspects to this story that I feel like we have to remember when it was originally written. Mm-hmm. This hate crime that took place... Yeah was when he was writing the book in the early 80s. Totally. So you have oh. to remember, we are not as woke as we are now. We, right. had, we had the AIDS epidemic happen. So then the Reagan other thing was in office, that like I'm wondering, too, when they were directing this and creating this yes. scene specifically, mm-hmm. knowing what's going on, especially now within the last four years, yeah. a.k.a. who has been in the White House, the a.k.a. The clown in the White House. Right, the clown. If you don't think the that Pennywise in this movie is some sort of connection to Donald Trump, you are you are mistaken. woefully uninformed. Um, so I, I guess I was just I, I also was a little bit taken aback by it because it was so violent. Like in the book, they definitely talk about like oh knocks him out and like throws him off the bridge and stuff like that. From what I remember, that's in there, but it wasn't quite as intense. But maybe it's because you're reading it yeah. versus seeing it. I don't know. It seemed like a very hot take to have considering mm-hmm. the time and day and age that we live in yeah. almost did was it a commentary on hate crime or could it potentially thinking about it in places that are a bit more red than not would they think that it's an allowance of hate crime i feel like these are elements of any good story right if it's written well i feel like you're going to interpret your current life experiences in your current world and you're going to tie it into what's happening in front of you whether it be theater whether it be on screen so I feel like what we're seeing and feeling now in our sociopolitical climate, we can't help but apply that to the story. Mm-hmm. And I think that was also King's point when he was writing it, because again, this was 1983 mm-hmm. when he was writing this. Mm-hmm. So having a hate crime against a homosexual couple was a very big deal and very mm-hmm. jarring. And this was very jarring in the movie, too. I did not expect it to be violent. I knew that he pulled Adrian out of the water. There's this whole section where Pennywise takes him underneath the bridge, and Adrian runs and he describes this whole thing to the police. But even before that, like Adrian and Don are like going around Derry and seeing all this hate crime graffiti written everywhere. And it, again, it kind of clues you into Derry just being a bad place. Which yeah. that wasn't around. It was basically, we're at a carnival and now we're at a bridge. Yeah, like, yeah. None of that was there. So yeah, I, I that's one of the things I really liked mm-hmm. about, because it, it sort of reminded me of the opening of the first movie, like Georgie's very violent death. So Where I'm like, oh, this is the movie we're seeing this is the story we're telling right so the other thing commenting on that yes. and kind of dovetailing off of that is taking the character of is it richie who's the stand-up yes richie bill Hader. bill Hader, <laughs> taking barry and the assassin <laughs> and making you him must go back and fight this clown <laughs> it's about to go off <laughs> going back <laughs> do it so in the book it's not specific that richie is gay Correct. 
That's not in the book. Okay, well, it's not specific in the movie. It's really not in the movie. I mean, you. it is a little bit, though. Not until the end, really, but... It is, it is. There's, like, the whole there's the whole scene with, like, the thing, and it's, like, are they just... The the arcade scene, are they just picking on him, and he's just is he just, like, running away? I don't like, mind the choice. I don't mind that artistic liberty. I didn't either. But it didn't really go anywhere. Also, I read a very interesting article, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. If, if it actually furthered his character because this movie is set in what is uh, 2017 I think so the 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 article I read was asking why was Richie hiding his sexuality because of living you know in in the millennium living in 2017 where it's a little bit more open to sure yeah like the the community doesn't have to hide anymore like it did in 1983 right so anyway I I didn't mind the artistic choice. I just I I didn't know if it actually furthered anything or if we learned anything about Richie from that. Well, specifically with that plotline, and this is just something I thought overall about the whole movie. I just didn't think things were developed clearly enough yeah. at all. I mean, especially in terms of the Pennywise origin story. Right. But like, right. When he was car, when, spoiler alert. I don't know when he was carving in the bridge at the end. Yeah. I was like, whoa. I didn't see this coming. Like, <laughs> right. where, where did this come from? Like, we can't just you can't just throw this to me right at the end. Yeah, I, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It, I it, it's one of those things where it felt like there were like little. I don't know. It felt like they made the movie for about three different people. <laughs> three it felt different, like six different just, C plots. Just three people, and that's it. Everyone else <laughs> didn't understand the movie. Yeah. No, three different demographics of that's following the it story, as it were. Yeah. People who really like horror movies, so not necessarily have any investment in the actual story. They <laughs> just know that clowns are scary and they want to jump scare. Scary people one. are there who enjoy Jeepers Creepers, for God's sakes. Like... Okay, I love Jeepers Creepers. I don't love Jeepers Creepers. I can't do He's it. He's on the bus and the, the teens are hot and it's spooky. No, see, I'm not like that. To me, it's like that's pointless. It needs an arc. It needs a plot. It needs something it needs to a it. Why? It needs a something other than gouging out eyes with a melon baller. There was a lot of scary clown in this. So there's a scary clown. But then there's also the second demographic, which is people who are familiar with the story, who maybe saw the miniseries from before, and were interested the in the arc. No, 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 not no. yet. Are interested in the arc of the story, uh, but are not not necessarily have seen or read the book or, oh. or heard the audiobook. Then there's the last part, which is people who know the book, have read the book, maybe have read it more than twice. There were pieces of that for them too yes so it's like they tried to hit all three they tried to please everybody yeah <laughs> all three areas this what? movie is three movies put together it's let me tell you what three these three sequels. movies okay. are <laughs> the three movies that it too is ripped directly from are jeepers creepers 2 jeepers creepers 2 okay harry potter and the order of the phoenix okay and the 2004 uh, art house film Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Island. What? Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Have you seen Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Island? No. Okay. Well, this is all lost on you. <laughs> Maybe that would have helped. There's this whole um, ancient ritual to stop the monster subplot of Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Island that we're not going to talk about anymore, but... Um, <laughs> That's But that was, like, effectively the end of this what movie. What the ritual exactly. was, yeah. yes. Right. Yes. Okay. You got the Harry Potter boggart, which is... Yeah, the, like, it's just... All of it? Yeah. Which okay. is another one of my big problems, is that even... And, and you may have noticed this. During the movie, they're constantly joking about how Bill Denbro doesn't know how to write an ending. That is Stephen King's overall criticism is that the, the his books are great until the end. Right. Because he doesn't know how to tie it up or stick the landing. That's why they were referring to it so many times. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I read your, you read your book. I liked it liked until your movie. the ending. The ending yeah. sucked. Right. You know, so I feel like they were kind of setting themselves up for like, okay, the ending is going to be what it's going to be and you're just going to have to fucking take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like, going back to what you said about, there's no, what I believe that horror movies need are a set of rules. This is how you defeat the monster. This is why the monster does what it does. And I'm I'm okay with unanswered questions, I suppose. Because if you really dig into it, does Pennywise actually eat his victims? Or do we, as children, believe that the monster always eats you when he captures you? So do we put that upon the monster to eat us? Or does it actually 
feed off of our fear. I just want to comment. I feel like Pennywise is like, he has like a whole body image issue because he only eats some of his food. And then he's like, it's too, I can't, I I won't finish it. I feel fat. I just don't. Or Rich, or um, uh, fucking the zombie kid that shows up. Uh, oh, Patrick Hockstetter as Patrick a zombie. Hockstetter. Which I loved, because was, that, that was like sort of too. 80s creep show. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. It reminded me of a 1980s horror movie where like, oh, the dead kid comes back. And and in that scene specifically, I, yes. I don't want to be the guy that always goes back to her first in the novel. But, but I will in be. the novel, he, uh, he appears to Henry Bowers and he actually tells Henry, okay, I need you to go back to Derry. The losers are doing this. This is all Pennywise communicating through this dead body of Patrick Hockstetter. Okay. It's not Patrick in the book, but anyway. But he's laying out a set of rules. Here's what you need to do because the losers are coming for me again. I need you to go back to Derry. Here's your knife. Go stop them. So in the book, is he in the insane asylum? Yes. Yeah. He is. He's in a mental institution. So that's and Pennywise all helps him escape. <laughs> right. Great. So that's all <laughs> Pennywise true. Pennywise breaks him out. That. Yeah, me okay. too. So again, like I feel like there was no specific set of rules. They they delve into the ritual of Chud. But it ends up all being the bullshit. The ritual of what? The ritual, uh, the ritual, of, ritual of should. The ritual of check. What you should do. <laughs> the it's the ritual of, of should. should. Yeah, should? it's called the ritual of should. Should. And they, it ends up all being bullshit because Pennywise is like, oh, by the way, he didn't tell you all the rules because you all actually have to die. In order, uh, like, it right. was super confusing. Like, right. they all had to go uh, collect trinkets. And th- there was this whole... Another C subplot added into the movie. That whole middle section should have been one of those, like, from an 80s movie where they're trying on like clothes we... in the mall, like a montage. <laughs> I was just going to say a it's like montage. A, a boppy song, but, but everyone's scary... like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> because Pennywise doesn't really do anything. Like, he appears to them. Yeah, could have right. cut but, that down to 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, to 10 right. minutes. And, and, and two, we didn't even get, uh, I don't think we got Mike's token, because apparently that happened before everybody yeah. came back. I'm glad that Mike was the one who stuck around and did all the research, because that's true to the novel. In right. the first one, it was Ben, who was doing all of like, oh, here's, it comes right. back every 27 years, and this happened, and blah, blah, blah. I have this whole thing graphed out. So I'm going to pause on that Go for ahead. a second, and yeah. I'm just going to pause to say your guys' thoughts on casting, because... I really loved, I'd say, 99.9% of the casting. Bill Hader became the lead character in this, in this, uh, which I didn't really care for. I love that. He's, he's, ext- he's, he's wonderful. As I Richie. love him. He's very talented. I think I would have fought back on the writing a little bit because there are moments where he comes in with a quip that just seemed not, not inappropriate, like from Richie. Oh, Richie, shut the fuck up. That was stupid to sure. say. Sure. Spoilers. After he kills Henry Bowers with an axe in the back of the head... What does he say? He says, oh, that was overdue, because we're in a library, get it? Like, he just, he just hit Henry Bowers with the right. back of the head, killed him, instead of like, oh my god, Henry Bowers is back, and he's trying to stab you with a knife. That kind of stuff. Okay. Bill Hader is hilarious, he's amazing, okay. he's Richie. All right. Um, yeah, the casting for me mostly were Jessica Chastain, I think, was, was blah. That was my one problem. Yeah, okay. She yeah. was a little blah. And I love her. I love yeah. <laughs> and I, I was one of those people, like, going to the movie, like, oh, I can't wait to see Bryce Dallas Howard in this movie tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. She would have been really good, though. But, right. um, uh, yeah, she fell flat. <laughs> so I think flat. it's just because, well, the guys are all such strong characters. Yes. And she... I don't know. And the, the girl was so good. Yeah, and Sophia Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. She's Sophia amazing. Awesome. And two, like, knowing what I know, again, from kind of being that other person who's familiar with the story, not 100%, like, I haven't read the entire book because I tried and it scared me and I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, um, it's fucking terrifying. It is. But knowing that there was, like, this whole thing that happens to each of these characters. They leave Derry, they go pursue these lives, and they have amazing, astounding, unbelievable success that's kind of unremarkable in certain ways that they succeed in these very odd and random like climb to the but they're all successful which they didn't talk about right. either they That's didn't the, that say that was my why. problem is they were really successful but they didn't say, why. didn't say why and then also too they're all a little bit broken yes and so we kind of caught on that jessica chastain was in an abusive relationship but it didn't make sense to me that all of a sudden on that one night she all of a sudden is like well i'm gonna kick your ass yeah, and fight back yeah. quentin tarantino fight yeah, you what the fuck like, was that? out of nowhere she took like self-defense classes yeah. from the last time to this time <laughs> Time and was like, I've had enough. It was psycho. It came out of nowhere, and I know it that maybe Jeff, like the Jennifer catalyst Lopez was supposed to be yes, without, without the boxing training. <laughs>
Yes. So exactly. Which I love that movie. Exactly. And so the Rocketeer. It's it's still. Oh my God. I didn't even think about it that way. That's accurate. So I didn't. That was one problem that I had is that there's all this stuff to that character that they almost just kind of were like, she's the girl. She's the girl in the gang, and that's enough. Right. And I felt like it. Like again, because I love Jessica Chastain, but I feel like there was not enough for her. To dig into, yeah, there yeah. wasn't enough for her to pull. Same with uh, James McAvoy, who plays Bill. Like the, the Bill's Bill's whole plot was kind of made up for at the end. Where uh, semi spoilers, they <laughs> they get to Pennywise, they they return to fight Pennywise. They go into the sewer, then down into a hole, then down into another hole, then down into another cave. Pennywise yeah, that ends also up, didn't even Pennywise happen. ends up splitting all of them up and putting them in some sort of psychological prison, which yes. I really liked. Yeah. Like, that part of the end fight, I really liked. That also matches up with the first movie. Correct. But then Bill has to face his younger self over his guilt about Georgie's death. A couple of times. A couple of different times, but it, it, it to me, it came a little, like, too little too late. Bill is, like, Bill in the book is the lead character. He's the writer. He's the Stephen King, like, influence in the book. Yes. But he also has the deepest emotional scar because Bill, and they reference this in the first movie, where he feels responsible for bringing all of his friends into this because he wants revenge for his brother's death. So yeah. he's like, you guys don't have to come with me. I'm being selfish. When Pennywise has him at the end, he's like, go, "Like, go get out of here! Like, I'm the one who got you into this." Yeah. So there was a there was a lot of layers to Bill, and they didn't really dig into it. There's this, not to go too far into it. There's this beautiful scene <laughs> in the novel, and it's probably my favorite part, where they go down into the sewer, and Georgie appears in front of Bill, mm-hmm. and he's saying, "It's your fault." That I, and Bill has a complete fucking like his brain is coming unattached from him like he is losing his mind. Sure, he is crying. He's like, "No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to." And he's, and Jordy's well, like transforming and is about to eat him. And did you catch the? He thrusts his fist against the posts and still insists he sees yes. the ghost. That was in the first movie. This is the lip trill that Bill is saying to right. himself that he can't quite get out. That's something that he uses when his stutter acts up. It's something that actually uh, people who have stutters will sometimes utilize compl- a phrase like that to help them break out of a stutter. And it's completely gone from this movie. They don't, they, he doesn't, Pennywise says it at the end of the last movie where, oh, where they're backing him up into yeah, the yeah, hole yeah, yeah, and Pennywise yeah. can't even say it because he's afraid. Right. So And they lost it completely for the second and one. Little baby Pennywise. Yeah. Little, little baby, baby Pennywise. Pennywise. That was so weird. Little pancake baby. Little pancake Pennywise. Yeah. It turns into like the caterpillar. So, from Alice in Wonderland, but uh, anyway, so go, to wrap to wrap this up about Bill, I don't think they they went deep enough. It was a little, it, it was too little, too late. Uh-huh. Georgie's death is the catalyst for all of this. Okay, and I feel like it was just kind of glossed over. And after he's able to say this lip trill, and the and the little Pennywise Georgie runs off. Bill is left in the dark, just sobbing, uh-huh. and he's crying out as but like he's he's saying, "George, I'm sorry." Like I'm tearing up just thinking about it. Right. That should have been for me. That should have been like the big emotional crux. But that was gone, and it in place of but it was. What about the part where they were in the basement? Yeah, I thought where that's he says, "No, you were a great brother. You didn't do anything wrong." And then he has to like, yeah, I thought yeah. that that covered that, but maybe it's it just, just it wasn't enough. Wasn't enough for you. And the fact that he ends up, he he's able to like get the boat back from Pennywise was kind of fucking weird because the boat is. Sort that was of, weird that it was his token. I thought he yeah. had two tokens because there was the paper boat, the, the paper, paper boat, yeah, but yeah. then also there was his bike. Silver. I thought his bike yeah. was his token. And silver didn't really work for me either. Yeah, he had it when he was a kid, but yeah, he found it in the window. Yeah. Went into Stephen King and bought it from him. Right, and literally Stephen King. That's yeah, actually Stephen King. So, yeah, that could have been it. He couldn't throw was, the bike into yeah. the thing and burn it. So, now yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna pause on that one, okay. and I'm going to go all Twilight. Uh, are, are we Team Bill or Team Ben? I thought it was a, a Team Ben. Who's Team Ben? Who's the super hot one? That's Ben. That's Ben. Because <laughs> him. Because <laughs> Bill's married and has, a, has an actress wife who's completely out of this movie for some reason. Um, yeah, in the book, apparently she shows up to Derry yeah, to follow she goes her after. husband to find out what happened. And, and so does Tom. Pennywise grabs her and takes her down to make all the adults come down and chase after. Yeah. That's not in this. Oh, that actress is pissed. Yeah. <laughs> they actually didn't do it. Pennywise didn't do it to get everyone down in the sewer. They oh, were I headed there anyway. But oh. he did it to specifically break Bill because Pennywise fears Bill the most. Oh, interesting. Um, anyhow, and Tom, Beverly's husband, goes after her as well. 
too. Along with Henry Bowers. So you have like three people other than the losers who who come back in and kind of mix shit up a little bit. I mean, I think that would be interesting, but then we would have added Instead of like all the side plots where they have to go off and get their goddamn tokens, why not just thread something in that's a little bit more interesting? (laughs) That just like whole middle part of the movie is just like the biggest scares but also the biggest laughs yeah right like naked old lady dance oh my god oh my god that was the most amazing (laughs) teaser trailer ever when that first came out and that's that's one thing that that i thought worked was the background stuff yeah because number one one con to this movie where the fuck are the citizens of Derry? they're not where is everybody they're still everybody at the carnival carnival? yeah they're okay because there are no other people in this movie except for that one blonde kid why y'all ever been to maine Not a ton to do in Maine, in New Hampshire. Uh, but where are the townsfolks? Um, and the background stuff really worked. The the, the Mrs. Kirsch kind of gangly and little, taking off her clothes and all this kind of stuff. The stuff in the background is I, really why did disturbing. she get naked? I don't understand why not? that either. I don't care. Why? Like, because but then it was like, okay, d- is it because Jessica Chastain fears becoming old? Like, was that a fear? Was it like a fear that like she's going to be old, saggy lady living by herself? No, no, no. In the book, is it a because the because Pennywise. You know, his whole thing is finding out what you're scared yeah. of and using that as a mask to okay. break you. And then Bill Hader is scared of Broadway style <laughs> 11 o'clock chorus numbers. Yes, apparently. dirty little singer. I'm like, who cares? Like, I don't care. But one thing I did like about that scene was like the, the people in the background like swaying oh, a little right. bit. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. You know, like that that works for me. Yeah. Again, like Mrs. No, Kirsch like in the background and the reason she becomes this crone is that Hansel and Gretel is the, the fairy tale that scares Beverly the most. That's something we learn, but we didn't learn this Wait, movie. I didn't know that. Yeah. And in the book, like the, the, the woman is actually like changing in front of her. Like every time what I think would have been really cool uh-huh. was you see that she's got like scars on her chest and something's really off about this old lady but every time the camera pans back to her something's different her nails are kind of fucked up her teeth are kind of weird so she transforms into a witch in front of beverly everything turns to candy she starts like eating shit and cackling and then the witch has the voice of her father and starts describing all this really awful stuff to beverly it was literally Nagini <laughs> coming out of Batilda Bagshot. <laughs> that is what that's what it was. But instead it turned into this weird like naked CGI like crone <laughs> like I'm gonna get you like right. it, I'm like it, you're you're missing the point. You're missing like the deeper so psychological story. And this is something I actually got into a Twitter conversation if I've said that right. Um because I'm not up with the kids. Uh, I think you mean a, a twaversation. A twaversation. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, conversation with this person this uh gal who we were talking about it and how i was like people who got mad at sweeney todd with uh, uh johnny yes with johnny depp you like, forgot who johnny yeah, depp all was. of a sudden it went out <laughs> johnny depp would be a great pennywise just so yes. i guess he's problematic Ooh. now but, yeah. um, cut that out <laughs> but uh when people got mad they're like oh my god sweeney todd wasn't the same as a musical i'm like it's not supposed to it's be supposed the to same be. It's a cinematic representation of the story, which in my opinion, that was accomplished in this movie. Really? As someone who has some familiarity with the book, so like there were pieces that were like little nods to the book readers, and as someone who just kind of has more of a cinematic experience with it primarily, kind of on the opposite side of people who don't know anything about the original Mm -hmm. story, I thought it was an accurate and good cinematic cinematic representation of this story yeah and that's not my argument i feel like have have, had i not read the book so many times like i wouldn't have as much to say right i'm all about making it your own while being true to the source material but we want to do something different because it's going to change when we bring this into a movie from a book that being said I, i feel like again referring to that part with beverly where you miss the deeper psychological trauma that these characters are experiencing Mm. in the favor of boo scares and that's what happens when they go and get their trinkets it's the same scenario six times over pennywise comes out and says boo when he's coming down to richie and he's like i know your secret and he closes his eyes and then he opens them i knew exactly what was going to happen pennywise is going to be there and he's going to be like "Ah!" that's exactly like you knew that the scares were coming well, there were just too many of them. What I'm hearing from you about the book is, I is what I wanted, and it's what I got out of the first one. It was all very cerebral. It wasn't, mm-hmm. it, it, the fear was was mental. It, I feel like what 
was frustrating for me why I keep calling this a sci-fi movie is it got so bogged down for me in the the ritual and the origin and how to the floating trio of lights and like I, I just oh, wanted the dead lights, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what the fuck what are, are the those? Dead yeah, and what that I will say that was one thing and... in the in the miniseries, I think was my favorite part of the miniseries was how they handled the dead lights. Yeah. That's something if you haven't seen that, you should definitely watch it's it just for that. Lights. That and these <laughs> when uh Richie Tozier no, not Richie, who was it, the germaphobe kid? Eddie. Eddie goes into a it's He was great. He's so he's, he was great. He was, he, oh he my such god, a great job. he's such a good he was fucking job. He was so yeah. good. Sorry. <laughs> um no don't be sorry for that. Um be sorry for other things. Cool. No, he when he in the miniseries he goes to like it's gym class and he goes to take a shower and he's like grossed out because everybody's been using this giant shower. Uh and like Pennywise shows up and all of the shower heads extend into the room. And it's this massive room and it's all practical effects. Yeah, they're like blocking his exit and everything. Right, there's no way. And the, like the tile starts ripping up from the floor and it's all practical effects. Pennywise and like, comes through the drain. Oh my God, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. It's great. Yeah. It's great. So that was great. This show would be great on stage. Like, Jack you think so? Think so? Yeah. yeah, like Jack Thorne, what's his name, who did Harry Potter and the Cursed Child and did like Let the Right One In him doing like six hours worth of this on stage to be fair a high school in jersey did alien and it's fucking amazing this would have been great as like an eight-part hbo miniseries in my opinion this would have been really good like a watchman or like big little lies or as meryl Meryl streep is oh that would actually be fucking fascinating In the interviews with now I'm like starring the other Skarsgård brother as Pennywise on HBO, (laughs) the abusive Skarsgård brother as Pennywise, right? Yeah, again, I feel like it it was all in favor. I I feel like this movie suffers from Guardians of the Galaxy syndrome as well. Ever since Guardians of the Galaxy came out, all movies have a part where Eddie goes into the basement and finds the leper. The leper throws up on him, and then just Call Me Angel starts playing. I noticed that. And I'm like, why is this song playing while this leper is vomiting up black shit all over this guy? That's a really I'm good like, point. What? It it almost felt like an accident. Like some, it was out of like so, like like the the sound engineer like just like you know it'd be really funny if I put a fucking song in there for like <laughs> two seconds and then just cut it. You know, and I'm like, did they mean to do that? Did they I, try to make this moment comedic? When Henry Bowers stabs Eddie in the face with his knife. That was amazing. And Eddie, and they, they turn it into this whole, like, oh, this is weird. I'm going to go in the shower and close the curtain. Oh, I and love then I'm gonna... that. It, it was disturbing, but also at the same time, like, I didn't feel like as much of a sense of danger as I should have. Oh, I love that. It felt that. a little comical, and I feel like there are moments like that where they're trying to get in some laughs here. Maybe. But, again, like, the the cleaver to Henry Bowers in the back of the head, I'm like, that, that one-liner afterwards was wholly inappropriate, you know? It just didn't fit. It didn't fit. Yeah, and I actually loved the camp of it all, but just once again, I think that's why things like the opening scene just didn't fit sure it had so many different styles like yeah, i was right. just like what's happening like what kind of movie are we watching right, like, right. like what kind of story are we telling and that's Although, why i was so excited by the opening i'm like oh this is where we're going like the, this is gonna be yeah. heavy the, and the only thing mm-hmm. that i was fine with was the pomeranian <laughs> pomeranian where's the dog the pomeranian the little dog where they open the, scary they open the door oh oh behind the really dog. scary yes that, <laughs> that was ridiculous because fucking that was a throwback to something richie said before they went into knee street they're like yeah i hope i hope he takes the form of a puppy that yeah i'm right. like shut up richie and then he's like okay okay and i'm like i like that because right. you're referencing to a joke that happened earlier in the movie and it's i'm like oh, i remember when he said that that's funny yes you know right um, i love that i don't mind moments like that but there has to be like a a, a a reason and a little rat-a-tat. There has right. to be a reason for the why we're doing the funny. So okay, so summing up everything because mm-hmm. I feel like we've gone we've I didn't gone get on about to half. All right, well, why don't you pick one more? <sighs> okay, we're in the citizens very too many oh jump scares. That's not wow. something I can't change. I have one. Th- okay, go ahead. go go ahead. We talked about this during Mary Poppins as well. <laughs> <laughs> what is the moral of this movie? And I asked this question because. I, I I thought this was something about togetherness and coming together yes. to, to achieve something, but I was really put off by the way we defeat is to belittle. 
bullying the monster. Literally. Literally. They bully the fuck out of their bully to defeat him. To defeat him. That can't be the right answer. Right? It can't. Right? But then I also thought about it as someone, again, who battles, like, chronic anxiety and depression as somebody that is, like, your own monsters that are inside of you. That's up to you to be able to face them. And, you know, with the help of other people and break that down, you can do that. And that monster is not real. That's up to you to say you can't. You can't bring me down. Yeah. I don't know. If I were if I were to like but also too at the same time it's like let's open with bullying and let's close with bullying. Right. Yeah. Bullying works, kids. At, yeah. Is, is that the message? What McGruff has told you is wrong. Which again is like the big missing component of this movie. The reason the losers have to return to Derry is not just to defeat the monster. That Pennywise is like the wallpaper of the story. Like okay. he's he's like this, the supernatural force because this is a horror movie and we need a monster but that's not what the horror was about for me it was about these people returning to the source of their trauma as children finding who finding out and remembering who they were as kids in order to to be who they needed to be as adults in order to remember the magic of being a child the magic of believing the magic of of stuff is going to work out you know and I feel like that was the big missing crux. And the mm. ending as well was like, oh, fuck the ritual. We can just fuck him, call him names until he shrivels up into a baby caterpillar. And we can pull out his heart and, and kill him. Baby. Okay, well, yeah. spoilers all over the Sorry. place. So, spoilers, forget, I guess we're, we're not a few doing... weeks into this. Okay. It's made $500 million. Right. If you I'll haven't seen it by now, then you don't it. want to see I'll it. I'll note on it that there's spoilers. Also, the story is 40 years old. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, they... That was the part that was missed. Pennywise was never the focal point or the monster for me. It was about Bill going back and making peace with the fact that I feel responsible for my brother dying. Beverly going back to her sexually and physically abusive father and how that carried over into her marriage. Stan not knowing what it really was to be Jewish. Eddie, who had an overbearing, overweight mother... Who, oh my god, who, that double casting, by who, the way. That was who made brilliant. him take all this fake medication because in the book she was worried that he was going to die as a baby, so she needed to protect him. And how parents make stupid mistakes when raising their children. It was about so many deeper things, and there were moments of that, too. There were moments of, of that kind of recognition, but it wasn't enough. But that's yeah. because they it were playing enough. to that first audience we talked about. Jump scare. The Scooby-Doo 2 the audience. Scary this, yes, the Scooby-Doo yeah. 2 audience. Monsters Island. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. is amazing as Pennywise. And I, the, the scary clown is, of course, a part of it. But it, the, there was no... For me, there was no reason for the scary clown except for uh, jump scare. Right. Here it comes. Yeah. Right. I watched, and maybe, uh, I don't know if you've seen Hereditary. No, no one will watch it. You guys Holy watch it with me. Shit. I'm yes. not going to watch it. No one will it watch is, it with me. It is no, one of I'm the not. most legit scary movies, and I watched like the no. last 20 minutes of it the other night. You know how many jump scares there are in that movie? Zero. Yeah. None. The music doesn't influence what's about to happen. Stuff just happens. Yeah. It happens to you, and you're like, what? I, d- I don't like that. I didn't like that. But... In, in these just, kinds of movies, right. the music influences what's about to happen. Right. Let's get some more scary clown in right. there. We can sell some toys. I don't so, know. So, to know what sum up, not your favorite. I wanted more. I wanted more. more. It needed to be deeper, and I wanted more. Jordan. Didn't love. Didn't love. Yeah. Megan. I loved it. I was great with it, and I was <laughs> fine ride. with it. I will watch it again. It's no Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> I'll watch it again. I'll watch it again. I, I will say. Let, let me just say. I will say the moments with the kids, even though they digitally de-aged them, and it was very obvious. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's oh, part yeah, of the trivia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, super I'll talk obvious. About that yeah. <laughs> so, from the age from 12 to 14, there are a lot of differences. There were some points where they have this underground clubhouse all of a sudden that should have been in the first movie. <laughs> um, whatever. But the moments with the kids, especially the ending, where they're going, where they're, the, the, the music is playing, the, the, the score that, that says, oh, we're going to go deep and we have this lovely moment. I really liked that kind of stuff. Sure. Stan saying, remember what it is to be a kid, and remember that you're still a loser, and you're, you always will be, but that's a good thing. Right. And keep believing, and keep fighting, be true, be brave, stand. I love all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Having the kids in this movie really did the movie a benefit, totally. I think. Yeah, going going sure. back and forth. Not having We didn't them. need to go get the trinkets. Uh, all right. We need to be deeper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I have a lot. To, that, I'm uh, so excited because this time I never get to do trivia, <laughs> but I get to do it this time. Let's jump in. Okay, cue the trivia music. <laughs> it's 
So Bill Hader was unaware that Bill Skarsgård could move his eyes in different directions. Oh, you guys knew that already. So <laughs> Hader asked, like, what kind of editing would be done uh, to make his eyes go like that? And Skarsgård said, oh, you mean this? And Hader freaked the fuck out. <laughs> oh, yeah, the cameo of Stephen King. He's in the pawn shop. He's a great actor. Yes. Not bad. Oh, in the... Uh, the carnival ride this mm-hmm. of uh, the haunted house mm-hmm. they specifically picked the clowns that were swaying back and forth to so look, look like, like tim curry, tim curry yeah. from, from the, the original. original that's his suit it. design from the original okay mm-hmm. yeah. yes <clears throat> brandon crane who played young ben in the miniseries had a small cameo mm-hmm. as a businessman on the video call call to the current yeah. old ben he's the guy that's talking during the video call oh yeah and i noticed like right away because like he he looks like young Ben but like as a grown man like he, he almost hasn't aged a day mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my god they put the original man in here because <laughs> John Ritter rest his soul is no longer with us happy he's still working yeah, right? right one little thing it's like what's his name from A Christmas Story showing up in Elf Peter Billingsley yeah yeah what you didn't know that yeah no the, the kid from A Christmas Story is in Elf the movie where He's okay, the one this that. Is about okay, now, that's sorry. It. no, it's fine. He's the one that tells uh, Will Ferrell like, "It's okay, buddy. You can do something else." And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> I just love Christmas." I love the film. Oh, I always love knowing this. This because every project has a pseudonym. Like you see stuff like when uh, In the Heights was filming up here, it was Upper. San Diego or something like <laughs> that. Like they gave it a terrible pseudonym. Okay. This one was Largo. Oh. And I don't know why. Largo. Yes. That's it. Oh. This is a lot less exciting than I thought it would be. (laughs) Um, Oh, in the miniseries, um, Seth Green Mm -hmm. wanted, he said he wanted to uh, play adult Richie in the film. No, that would not have worked. And they were like, we'll be in touch. (laughs) Same thing with the original Henry Bowers. Like the kid Henry Bowers who played him in the 90s series said, I want to play grown up Henry. And they said the same thing. Yeah. I wanted to audition for Pennywise. I submitted for it. Didn't I get called in. Did. It's fine. I heard. Wait, this is kind of <laughs> trivia. Um, I heard on a podcast that I listened to that initially when they were casting Pennywise, they were asking improv and comedy actors. Mm-hmm. They were sending it straight out to comedic actors first. Like, do you guys listen to the podcast Throwing Shade? Oh, yeah. I used to. I okay. haven't listened to it lately. Brian from Throwing Shade talked about how he submitted for it, like, twice. Oh, really? Because they wanted... But comedians were yeah. at first. So weird. Anyway. Huh. Which which almost makes sense, but it, it also like seeing the result of it, I'm like, oh clearly right. they cast they cast it well. So. I think that's it. I don't have any good ones. Do you guys like, have any questions for me about like Yes, yeah, actually. So maybe we can do that and like, Well I guess the the tandem. main <laughs> one of the big questions that I have is just like because again, in the movie, my big thing was Jessica Chastain's role. Like yeah. it was so undercut yeah. in the second movie, and I guess I'm curious. Like in the book, is there just more to that and more? There's to... a lot more to, to Beverly in in the novel, and everyone, a lot of people reference this. I'm not condoning it. It's simply in the book. There is a child orgy in this in in the story. Thank you. We didn't get to talk about it... the literal elephant in the room. Yes. In the book, there is a child orgy in the sewer because after they fight Pennywise the first time they get lost and they're all sort of scatterbrained and they're giving into fear Beverly because especially in the book sexuality is such it's not what defines her but since she has a father that is both physically and sexually abusive there's a lot of psychological stuff tied into that and I'm not even going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about right but that scene happens she makes love to all of the boys and then it reunite it, it gets them all back together mentally and they find their way out afterwards so but, i'm wondering how many drugs he was on at that point exactly, to think that was exactly. a good idea like, wow. and also why did his editor not say we he, really apparently he got a lot of flack of for it and again i understand the why i don't condone what he wrote did you hear I that not, i do not condone anything of what happened but i understand what he was trying to do from a narrative standpoint, so then do like what they did in the movie, where they just they hold hands. Yeah, but but Super going back very similar. But yeah, going back really to, similar. Going back to Beverly's development and kind of tying into her fast fight with her husband, um, it goes much deeper than that. She she gets to discover the why. Oh my God, why did I marry Tom? Like she she gets to kind of make peace with her own sort of. Okay. Why pertaining to her father, pertaining to her husband. And that bums me out that there wasn't more of that. Because yeah. she felt like, I don't know. She had to go it, find her It friend. had damsel in distress 
feel to it yeah. a lot more. Not the whole time, but more than I feel like it And they just have. hung out at the townhouse in this movie. They there there was nobody else in the townhouse, number one. Number two, they were constantly just in and out of the front door. Yeah. Like, it was some sort of fucking sitcom. Like, everyone right. was like, oh, oh, Bill, sir, hey, like, what happened to you? And like, yeah. oh, weird skateboard. Yeah. No, Ben's back. Hey, what's weird, going on with you? skateboard. And Eddie's upstairs getting stabbed in the head, you know, like this kind of stuff. And I'm like, why, why, are, we, why are we still in the townhouse? Like, why, why are we not... Oh, I lost my question. Oh, okay. Oh, this, I just like, as you can tell, I'm so wrapped up in this ritual nonsense and yes. this Pennywise origin story, yes. which I think is a flaw of the movie, but... Uh, it's a flaw of the story. Too, what but. is he? This Is he an alien? The, there was all this bird imagery. Like, yes. I don't understand. Is so, he an alien? Because it seems like he's an alien. Right. The bird is one of the monsters of one of his forms in the original book. Yeah. So, like, for the native people, For the native people, he was a giant bird. Okay. He was, like, some sort of dragon, too, I saw. Sure. When Kerry Fukunaga wrote the original script, you had this great opening scene set in like the colonial days of Derry where this mother comes in and finds the yes. monster standing over the crib yes. and she's like I know what you're here to do please don't and he's like no I'm going to eat your kid and I'm going to kill you that's what Brian Safi talks about recording that scene was his submission yeah. the colonial scene uh, yeah. really? so cool yes. and, and Bill Skarsgård really wanted something like that for this one we do have kind of a glimpse where Beverly yeah. is running out of her house from the CGI crone and she turns around and she sees Bill Hader like or not Bill Hader Bill Skarsgård putting on the makeup yeah. right and he's like, you have a chance. That, that is something I wanted more of. I'm like, oh my God, is this like Bob Gray? Is this like the, 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 who Pennywise took over or something? And he's like putting it's, the makeup but it's on. Unclear, he like, like cuts his face. Where he and actually like, oh, came yes. from. Like, yeah, that's exactly. The thing. It's not really clear if right. he is an alien, if it's an entity, if it's a spirit. And I don't need to know, to be yeah. fair. I truly don't. Like, I am fine thinking that this is some sort of in my head fucked up cerebral <laughs> monster, but they brought it up. Right. So, right. Like, is he yeah. an alien? Exactly. So, <laughs> if it, we're going to bring it up, finish it up. As children, and this kind of ties into the clubhouse, the underground clubhouse, as children, they read up about this Native American ritual where everyone inhales, they they lock themselves into into a chamber and they inhale smoke from a fire. And whoever is left sees like a hallucination. If they were confused (laughs) about where to move to or where the buffalo were or where to move to water, they would do the smoke hole ceremony. And in this case, Mike and Richie, as children, are the only ones left down there. Everyone else has to bail out. And they they end up being transported back in time to where it comes from outer space and lands on yeah. Earth. So, yes, it's it's not a space alien. It's sort of from the outside macro Another realm. Exactly. Yeah. So it's never truly defined. And that was lacking. 7 out of 10. But... I loved it. Again, yeah. I had I'll my qualms it, with I'll it. I'll see it again. I loved it. Yeah. For, for it an interpretation of a 1,200-page book, you know, I feel yeah. like they, they, they did their best. I feel like some of it was like a cop-out answering to what the studio wanted, wanting to open it up to as wide of a demographic exp- as possible. Scary clown. Also, too, there um, were children, literal children. There were kids in there. That we, that, who no, were running in, in, our, and out, in and out. In our in movie out. theater when we went and saw it. There were kids. Like, they couldn't have been more than 10. Yeah. I'm no, like, like, why? No. Why would you let your kids weird. see this? My boyfriend couldn't keep his eyes on the screen half the time. No. Are there nine-year-olds in there? I have no idea. Why couldn't no he keep idea. his eyes on the screen? Oh, I mean, he, he can't do horror movies. Oh, the last horror movie oh, we saw just... together was Annabelle, and we honestly should have been ejected for Andy how loud he was screaming. I think, so. I think Andy Muschietti drugged Annabelle. Oh, really? Yeah. I do love Annabelle. Yeah. Mm. I haven't seen Annabelle. Okay, well, no, and I you just that's just thing too is that like I don't like no. I don't no, like so, horror oh, okay. movies. I don't like jump scares. I don't like I any of that movies. stuff. I hate horror movies. But I felt like this and Chapter One are different for me at least because there's an arc, there's a story to it, there's more to it other than just Jeepers oh. Creepers too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Do you think there were more jump scares in this because people get bored? I. I, well, I will say this movie was scarier. It was scary, it, yeah. Like, yeah. it was significantly more frightening than the first one because that's what I that's why I was convinced Ryan to come. I was like, oh, this isn't, you know, this isn't going to be like the strangers. This isn't going to be, you know, this isn't going to scare the shit out of you. It's more mental. Yeah. And he was like, okay. He was mad. After the <laughs> he was not Because pleased. it didn't, and again, we had moments of that again where they all split up at the end where they're all trapped in their own psychological prison and they have to break out and mm-hmm. like come back together. Th- those parts of it I loved. But I was thinking because so many people were in and out of our screening I'm like, are they getting bored? Well, and there was actually a couple people that were sitting like two two seats down from us yeah. who were just on their phones just and like chatting the whole time. until something crazy started happening. Yeah. As soon no, as until was Pennywise story, came back on screen, they checked out. Yeah. But then once Pennywise came back, they put their phones. And away. And it makes me wonder: Can you imagine like a movie like Jaws or The Shining coming out today the way it is? 
and people being like, "Uh, get something needs to happen," and Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. There's nothing going it on. It would not do as well. I and don't I'd be think. like, "You're you're missing the entire." Because point. we're used to instant gratification. Exactly. Instant. The next thing. The next thing. Hence the boot. Hence the scary clown. Hence yeah. The bat. Right. Jump scares. So. That's what they were trying to, to cater to, as yep. well as people who have real cinematic taste. <laughs> I like to think. I hope we're on the verge of like a prestige horror kind of niche like like this 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 concept could have been like an oscar worthy movie it really what is there could have could have been yes but it wasn't just like something with the shining if it came out today obviously like we have the shining uh sequel thing or whatever dr sleep yeah dr sleep coming out and a stage version really yeah oh i didn't know that by the people who did oh that's right yeah oh what? Yeah. Oh my God. What is great story everything too. Is... That's a great novel too. If you haven't read Doctor Sleep, that's a really good one too. Yeah. Read The Shining first, and then read Doctor Sleep. Well, no, read it. Read then it. Read Shining, then read The Shining. Then read Doctor Sleep. If you then want, try to sleep. If you want, then read Goodnight Moon. Then his, read. <laughs> his scariest book, in my opinion, is Pet Cemetery. If anyone's interested in like, did you watch good. that movie? No, I haven't watched the the remake yet, but. Um, I think it. that's it. Yeah. So thank you very much for everybody for tuning in. Thanks for coming back. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. Thank you guys. Mm. Yeah. We should do this again. We should do this again. Let's do it. And uh, please like, subscribe, share, tell people about us. All that jazz. Thank you. All that. Anything shit. you want to plug? No. Okay. <laughs> you? Um, if you're in New York, come see me, and that's what she said on September 22nd. And uh, I'm also in a cabaret two drink minimum at the Duplex. On October seventh, we love a two drink minimum. <laughs> uh, I think that's it, and then support good chemistry just by following us. Yes. We don't need more money at this point. We have money that we need to make the short, but just keep following us. It's going to be an interesting journey. Mm-hmm. That's it. Awesome. Anyways, uh, thanks so much. Tune in next time. We don't know really when that's going to be. We're going to try to do this on when we have people available. Yeah. And uh, thanks so much. I'll let you know. Okay. Bye. Bye. bye.